millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are in the studio in Bartlesville, Oklahoma today with two very, very special guests. I am just excited for you to hear their story, for you to hear God's story of reaching them and then using them to build his kingdom. Dr. Hormoz Shariat is the founder and president of Iran Alive Ministries. He is here with his wife, Donnell, and we're going to hear her story as well. Hormoz and Donnell, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Well, thank you, Todd, thank you. for allowing us to share. The reason we're here today is the launch of a new book. Hormoz has a book, Iran's Great Awakening, How God is Using a Muslim Convert to Spark Revival. Hormoz, let, let's start there. When, when somebody reads the book and they get to the last page, what do you want them to walk away with? Well, number one, I want them to be encouraged because the uh, first part of the book, I share my story, which uh, I hope it will inspire people to um, trust him in, in the hard times and to focus on the promises God has given us and the calling God has on us. Because once you get that, you it's not going to be easy. Uh, uh, life has full of troubles, but if you know where you're going— if you know God is with you, then you can go through all the hard times and not just uh, not get bitter, but get better and prepared for your future. That's the, fir- that's the first part of the book. The second part is about uh, the promises or the prophecies of God for Iran. I'm going to share that, and it's more uh, informational. And the last part is how do we get there? How is God, Iran is going to be transformed into a Christian nation? And God has promised it. And it will happen, but how will it happen? So by the end of the book, I hope people will be inspired, informed, but also called to action. Amen. I want to dig into at least the first part of that while we're here today, just talking a little bit about your story, because, uh, you know, we know you as an evangelist. We know you as the Billy Graham of Iran. But there was a time when Hormoz was marching in the streets of Tehran, yelling death to America. How did how did you get from there to here? How did you get from that person, a Muslim uh, even maybe militant to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe I was one of the first ones who started questioning Islam because at, at that time Islam uh, defeated superpower USA and uh, it uh, kicked out the Shah. So it looked like the, it's it's going to be the the answer to the world's problems, and that's what I believed at that time. That's why I was in the streets of Tehran, believing Islam is the answer. I started questioning, yeah, okay, Islam may take over the world, but it did not do anything for me personally. It hasn't given me a peace, joy, a relationship with God. So is it true or not? Externally, it seemed to be true because it's taking over the world. Internally, though, it has nothing for me. So that set me 
on a spiritual journey of comparing Islam and Christianity. And you know what? When you compare Jesus with Muhammad, guess who wins all the time? (laughs) (laughs) There is no comparison between Quran and the Bible and Jesus and and Muhammad. Uh, uh, Jesus is very attractive, very attractive with his love, his humility. So it took me months of uh, struggling until I came to the point of receiving Christ. This is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Our guests this week are Hormoz and Donnell Sheriat. Hormoz has written a new book called Iran's Great Awakening about the move of the gospel in Iran, about Hormoz's own story of coming to Christ. They would love to send you a copy with any donation you make to Iran Alive Ministries right now. You make a donation, they will send you a copy of the book as their way of saying thank you. Donnell, you were born in America. Yes. But you also ended up on the streets of Tehran during that revolution time. What's the story behind that? Well, I did initially go there to meet Hormoz. We'd been writing letters for quite a while, and that was the slowest chat back then, where it <laughs> took two weeks to get a letter. So There was no WhatsApp. <laughs> there was no WhatsApp. So after I got there, I began to see the hearts of the people, and the hearts of Hormoz's family first, of course, uh, the unit I was in. And then as I stayed there... Um, I was trying to get a visa, and a judge told me, you need to get out as quickly as possible. And I I, I didn't know what he was talking about. I was too innocent back then, just 21, 22 years old, couldn't figure out what he was talking about. Finally, I just, I saw the hearts of the people. They began to talk. The young people were stirred up. They were tired of having a a shah and yet underneath having the other entities that were doing evil. And so they thought the best thing would be to overthrow the government. And I thought so too. But revolution is very exciting for a few minutes and then it gets bloody. And it gets hard. In, in the course of your relationship with Hormoz and in the course of then getting married, you converted to Islam. How, how much thought went into that decision versus, I, I really love this guy, I want to I be a Muslim like he is? I was searching for Christ very hard for years before I came, since I was a young teenager, going from church to church, taking courses, doing whatever they they would let me do. By the time I got to Iran, I was ripe. I said, if I'm going to get married, life means more now. Now there's two of us, and and we're going to have a future together, probably have children, you know. And I see these people praying five times a day. And because of the revolution, of course, everybody was praying a lot more. And and there's real meaning to this for me. I had American friends that were working at Bell Helicopter or IBM or whatever. I was working at DuPont. And, and um, they had become Muslim also. And they were really encouraging me that with marriage, you really need Islam. You know, it's just going to help you to understand your husband better. So I swallowed that, and we got married, <laughs> and uh, and I began to pray and seek God. Did it answer questions for you? Hormoz has said it, it really didn't help me inside. Was that your experience as well, that at the end of the day, it, it didn't 
do anything? I think, yes. It, you know, it originally attracted me because I had I, I was pretty wild back then. And, I, and it provided parameters, to be really honest. It told me what to do. But you're absolutely right. As soon as I got deep into it and life began to, you know, get very challenging, I was watching people being killed in front of me in my office and things happening, I I began to pray and, and really in earnest say, cry out to God. That continued as we left Iran and we came here to the United States and I was getting nothing, just a black hole. Hormos, when you came to America, you came to study, to go to university. Uh, and in fact, you talk about in the book, you you were shouting death to America, but not until after I get my degree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At that point, had you kind of realized that Islam didn't work for you? Or were you still saying, I'm a Muslim, I, I want this to work? What was your faith at that point. Yeah, at that point, my thinking was, I'm going to be a good Muslim and uh, help Muslim to win the world. That was my intention. But again, I had a doubt inside of me because I, earlier years, I followed Islam when I was a teenager, seriously, but I quit doing that. I said, repeating these prayers five times a day doesn't add anything to me. So it was a struggle within. Am I going to commit totally to this? I want to, but let me know uh, what I'm doing. Let me study more. I have a little bit of doubt. Let, let me remove that doubt. I, actually, that was my intention. I said, oh, Hormuz, you were too young to decide that Islam is not uh, practical for your life. Now you're older. Maybe you should have another look at it. And that's why I, I got a Quran. I studied uh, carefully with the intention to become a good Muslim. But when I finished uh, the Quran, I learned a little bit more. I, I knew a lot about Islam and Quran, uh, but still I, I felt empty. Uh, where is God? I felt this time I'm going to read the Quran, I'm going to encounter God. And that uh, put doubt in my mind of, uh, is this a true faith, Islam, or it's just a political movement? If it's true religion that you can reach God, that aspect I have not experienced. The political side, yeah, I can I've see I've seen it. that. I yeah. see that. So I, I, that's the fact about Islam. Some people think of Islam just a religion. It's not. A bigger side of Islam is po- politics. Yeah. And we've talked about that here. There, we talk about the separation of church and state. There is no separation of mosque and state. That they, it is a political system. I also think it's important to bring out. And you talk about in the book Iran's great awakening. You're a scientist. You're a, a very logical thinker, and so you were looking at this in some ways as an experiment. Hey, I'm. I tried this. It didn't work. What else could I try? What are the other options? I think that's the story of tens of thousands of Iranians who say, I tried this. Our country's tried this for the last 40 years. It didn't work. Do you think that's true? I exactly. mean, do you think that's what's going I think on? What happened to me uh, is happening to masses right now in Iran. Right now, the spirit of Islam has been weakened so much on Iran that the masses are started thinking. In Islam, you are not allowed to question. You're not allowed to think. You're not allowed to compare. That's blasphemy. If you even read the Bible and compare and ask questions. So 
one supernatural thing is happening in Iran has happened. That spirit of Islam has so much weakened that people are boldly questioning Islam because once they start thinking, that's a breakthrough. Amen. You're listening to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm Todd Nettleton. Our guests today are Dr. Hormoz Shariat, the founder and president of Iran Alive Ministries, along with his wife, Donnell. Dr. Hormoz has written a new book called Iran's Great Awakening. In fact, the book releases this coming week. When you make a donation to Iran Alive Ministries, they will send you a copy of the book as their way of saying thanks for your gift. Donnell, you actually came to Christ first between the two of you. You know, it's quite a quite an amazing thing what God did. Here I was working in the security offices for the director at the University of Southern California, stuck in this little office, little dark office, and nobody, I thought nobody, including God, knew I was there. And the Lord sent me someone from a missions institute in Pasadena to interview me as a Muslim, as having had a Christian background. And how she found me, I have no idea. She never did tell me. And um, I answered questions for her for a couple days. And she was doing research for her PhD. And she tried to, of course, give me the message of Christ. And I told her, well, I have heard that. Been around the block a few times. And so I really didn't uh, hear what she had to say totally. So then the Lord said, okay, we're not going to get Donnell through the upper story there. So let's go, <laughs> let's try her feelings, you know, and her stomach. So this wonderful janitor from Guatemala, uh, he would come in to clean and he'd see I was still there and I was working hard at my desk and he would say, you know, here's some a chicken my my wife made, and he couldn't speak English very well. It was most mostly sign language between us <laughs> of some sort. And, and then it would be, you know, here's a really special coffee from Guatemala, you know, or here's this or that. So I began to ask him questions. How many children do you have? And I can't remember. They had like eight children, I think. But they kept inviting us to dinner and all kinds of things. Finally, Hormoz and I said with Persian tradition, you know, to get this guy out of my hair, Hormoz, I think if we should just go to his church. He keeps keeps asking us to go to his church. So, <laughs> and he tried to bring me a Bible and all kinds of things. So we went to his church and we thought we were going to some little Spanish church. And we got there, we looked up at the building. It was huge. It was an English service. And I heard that message again that the, the woman before had told me. And I was just struck with the clarity of the message. I was also struck with the great overwhelming fact that I suddenly realized I'm a sinner and and went forward from there to receive Christ. But I think that's because I had put right. so much time Those seeds and the Lord had put time yeah. into it. Yeah. Now, I know, and you talk again in the book about this, Hormoz, at that time, things weren't good in your marriage. You were planning to get divorced. We had filed, yes. When you, your wife went forward and accepted Christ— what was going on in your mind, and, and how did that affect things in your in your home? I looked carefully. Okay, did the, that affect her? Did that change her? Because again, you're a scientist. That's I mean, right. you're looking for evidence that this is real. I'm a scientist slash engineer. Okay, looking for something that works. Uh -huh. I, I'm not interested in nice talks. So, something that can uh, apply to daily life. So I was looking, it's okay, she believed, would that really impact her life? 
and I saw some signs that, yeah, there, she has changed a little bit. I never forget the first time I was shocked. We were sitting in a car, and we had a bad argument, as usual. We were getting a divorce, back and forth shouting. And I said nasty things to her. I was driving, and I sh- shouted and said nasty things. And I expected her to answer me back. But there was silence. What happened to her? She's she's not answering me back. That was the first sign that there, something has happened to to her, and it got me more interested. Heard the gospel on the third or fourth week. The pastor shared a simple message of the gospel, and said, "Those who have questions, come forward." And I said, "Oh, I have questions. I have questions." Yeah. <laughs> and that's like three, four weeks after she came okay. to Christ. So I went forward, and there was one of the elders there, John, and. Yeah, I said, I'm comparing these two. I have so many questions. He said, okay, tell me, ask me your questions. I said, is Islam from God? He thought for a few seconds. He said, well, um, what's your next question? Um, is a Quran written by God? He thought, he said, uh, what's your next question? I remember third, I said, how about my grandma, a beautiful person, just because she's Muslim, would she go to hell? According to Christianity, he said, what's your next question? So I had seven, eight questions. He was wise. He, he did not answer. After all these questions, he said this. He said, I do not know the answers to your questions. But I know one thing. Faith is simple, and it's based on what you do know, not based on what you don't know. Do you believe... That God loves you. I said, well, uh, if he created me, probably he likes me, okay? Because if I do a, a project at school, I kind of get attached to it. Maybe we are God's projects. So uh, do you believe that you cannot reach him? I had read the Sermon on the Mount. I said, the standard is so high, none of us, even you, cannot tell me you're living like that. So none of us can reach that. Good. Do you know, believe that because you cannot reach God and God loves you, he reached out to you? I I thought for a second, I said, that's logical, because if I love somebody and they cannot do something for themselves and I can do it for them, of course I will step forward. I said, yeah, that makes sense to me. And he said, that's what God did. The moment he said, that's what God did, uh, Holy Spirit felt, I just, everything was clear to me. His love, the plan of salvation, and I felt change in my heart. He said, do you want to pray to receive Christ? I said, no, I already did in my heart. He said, no, you need to pray. I said, no, I don't need to pray. So he made me pray anyway, eventually, So, <laughs> which is good. You know, you have to believe in your heart and you have to confess with your mouth. So that's when I prayed. And I saw a sudden major change in my heart. I, I, what is this in me? There's something growing, a, a joy, a peace growing in me. And this is real. This simple message is changing me. This simple message can change people's lives, can heal marriages, can change nations. I saw the power of it. And that was the start. I said, this thing, I need to advocate. I need to share this. Even though I was such a uh, shy, introvert, engineer, nerd, I would say, <laughs> more comfortable with books than people, Holy Spirit is telling me, no, 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 you, you got to share. So it was a torture for me to speak up and share the gospel, but I did, and I'm glad I did. Muslims started coming to Christ. 
And I'm interested by your story because you said you tried Islam and you tried very devoutly and it did not work for you. It did not answer those questions in your heart. In a matter of moments, the gospel, Jesus, did answer those questions and did fill your heart with that sense of joy and that sense of expectation. So you had filed for divorce, though. So, so what happened? What happened with the marriage? Because obviously, you're you're not divorced. You're still here. So we went to our pastor and said, you know, we've had from the beginning our marriage wasn't really built on good foundation, and we don't agree on many things. A different culture, and we have a miserable marriage. We want you to know that we're going to separate, and we decided this before we come to Christ. And he said, really? Let me show you a verse. And we hadn't read the whole Bible yet, so he showed us the verse in Malachi. He said, God says, I hate divorce. He said, what? I didn't know it's there. In Islam, it's so easy to get divorced, especially for men. It's just easy. Here, it's impossible. God hates it. Does he want us to be miserable the rest of our lives? And, but we decided, let's give Jesus a chance. Let's stay together. It wasn't easy. It was years of, you know, suffering and change. Change is hard. God used that hard marriage to shape us, not overnight, but over the years, God worked on us to improve our marriage. How how quickly, Donnell, did you start to see a change in hormones after he came to Christ? I mean, he mentioned, you know, the argument in the car, and, and you didn't respond with anger. How How soon did you start to see that he was different? I, I can say after he received Christ, it was almost like in in myself and in him, I could see it was almost like we had ha- we had suffered a very dark time. Um, I could say even not suicidal, but very dark time. We were homesick. <laughs> we were in L.A. I'm, I'm from a small farming town in Oregon. I was homesick. Of course, Hormos was there. We had a lot of pressures, a lot of uh, difficulties. So. When we went through our salvation and came out the other side, it was like somebody turned the sunshine on, literally. I would go out, and in the morning, I, I thought, why don't I get up early? It's just so beautiful out here. I'd go somewhere at night, and I'd say, wasn't the weather great today? And I caught myself doing these <laughs> things. And I noticed in Hormos that he had an ease with with myself and even with others that he didn't have before. It still wasn't there. He was still introvert, but but I could see there was hope. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main word I would use. That's Donnell Sherriott. She and her husband, Hormoz, have been telling us the fascinating story of how they went from marching in the streets of Tehran, shouting death to America, to living happily in America with a vision for reaching a million Iranians for Jesus Christ, Dr. Hormoz has written a brand new book called Iran's Great Awakening. In fact, the book releases this coming week. They would love to send you a copy. When you make a donation to Iran Alive Ministries, you make any gift to Iran Alive, they will send you a copy of the book as their way of saying thank you. Next week, Dr. Hormoz and Donnell will continue telling us their story and share more about the Great Awakening that is happening inside the Islamic Republic of Iran. You'll be encouraged by what God is doing there. You'll be equipped to pray for our brothers and sisters in Iran. You won't want to miss that, so be back with us next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. 
Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted.